see how sometimes it happens. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery. Even as I was about to lay down and go to sleep and I was thinking back on what we were talking about earlier, my ex-husband and my stud girlfriend, I forgot all about the one that was before her that was almost as imperative as my first woman, the, the first woman I was ever with. I was actually introduced to her by my ex-husband. It was another couple that he had children like we did. And we were always looking for other people to hang out with because sometimes things get boring. And if you're doing the same old thing, you try to spice it up, try to keep it going. This particular woman... (laughs) Ended up being my first girlfriend, girlfriend, while I was married. And I later found that not only was she doing me, she was doing him too. So, (laughs) and even when I found out, I didn't even get mad because it was what it was. I didn't get mad with her because she can't, she couldn't do no more than he let her do long as I was getting taken care of, it was cool. And that's why I said there was a point where me and my ex-husband, we both were here having extramarital affairs. But in divulging the women and talking about the, the women that I've been with, I could not neglect to put her in place because, like I said, she was before I even dealt with the stud. <laughs> And I remember even when my ex found out about she and I because she was the one that taught me, you know, you never leave a paper trail. We're exchanging letters and I'm reading my letters and discarding mine because I'm thinking we're both married, so we don't need this kind of drama. But she was reading hers and keeping them in a briefcase (laughs) that got accidentally air quotes left at my house. My ex-husband went through it and found the letters and found out that she and I had a relationship going on. And he was so upset. Not even, now you doing the same thing, but because I'm doing it too. Now you're broke down. Now you're upset. And I I cut it off with her. I left her alone. And I think about, I left her alone, but (laughs) did he? And I didn't even worry about it because it was what it was. I enjoyed the ride while it was going on. Thank you, Mo. (laughs) I enjoyed the ride while it was going on. And when it was over, it was over. Because if he wanted to do better and wanted us to still be together, I was willing to work on it because we had our children. And if nothing else, I wanted to keep them together. I was raised with my mother and my father. 
I never wanted my children to be the product of a divorce. I never wanted that. But I didn't want to feel like I was being mistreated or neglected, even though I can't even say mistreated or neglected because the only proclivity was a sexual Other than that, I was well taken care of. If I came in and decided I don't feel like working, <laughs> I didn't have to work. And I never lacked for anything. Was always blessed. Always given gifts. Always something done. And even when I had started working and after, I know I'm bouncing around. It happens. <laughs> Sometimes I be done hit that shit and come in here. My mind is on everything, but Sometimes I think about even when I started having problems with my eyesight, by that time we had been separated, we had been divorced. Six years, five, six years. So I was used to, when I was married, I had a good husband. He took good care of me. He just, <coughs> excuse me, he just loved being with other women too. And then, like I said, as I thought about it, a lot of times he was probably with them women because they were older. They weren't <laughs> trying to jump up and down on him like I was. So had to wet my whistle again. <laughs> but um like I said, they were older, except for the one that he had the baby by and his current wife. Well she's still she's older than me, but not by much. So <laughs> I had to make sure that I came back and let you know that even before I drifted off and checked out the stud area, there was a woman that I was involved with while I was married that we all got together and enjoyed, enjoyed the four of us and our children. We would all get together and enjoy. And then there were times that she and I would get together and we would enjoy. And then I'm sure it was times that she and my ex, and then she and her husband. And really, when I got into swinging, it was something that I learned <laughs> with church folks. And swinging is something that I'm going to be talking to you about, too, because I've been there, too. I've been a swinger. I've been a mistress. <laughs> I've done a lot of things. I just thank God the things that I've done. God didn't kill me for them. I thank God that the things I've done I can share with you and we can get better together. So I couldn't leave her out. Because like I said, Right before I got divorced, she was the one that I was dealing with. 
and it was crazy. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, I've always said if I've ever wrote a memoir of the things that I've done, if my house walls could talk, <laughs> the stories that they would tell, not knowing that I would be doing a podcast telling those very things. Now, I'm not going to divulge anybody's name. I'm not going to cause any friction with nobody's life because this is my testimony. And if they choose to keep theirs, that's them. But I had to tell you about that woman because she was a real intricate part of when I did transition. And I found myself, it was times that I wondered where she was. I would really love to have gotten back with her and seen what could happen. But I wouldn't want to, because my relationship, because my marriage, I decided to leave and start over. And that was a hard thing to do because it's hard to let go. And it's even harder to start over. But I realized it wasn't as hard as I thought. I made it hard because I kept wanting to hold on, playing Captain Save-A-Hole. But every hoe don't want to be saved. And I realized that. I realized that just like I want to make sure everybody else is happy, I want to make sure that somebody is making me happy. Make sure I'm taken care of. And as far as material things, like I said, that was never an issue. That was never a problem. I keep telling you I'm spoiled. Anything I asked my daddy for, he made sure I got it. And if he didn't give it to me by the time I got done with my lips poked out and huffing and puffing, he would drag me. Come on, girl. I told you I ain't got but a dollar. My daddy always only had a dollar. <laughs> and when that man died, my mom said he had like five crisp $100 bills, $200 worth of 50s, some, a bunch of, tw- he had a, a wallet full of money. But this man always swear, swore he only had a dollar, but when I would get to looking like I was looking, and I tell people I was a daddy's girl. My daddy loved me. He would come in and get me and call me his beautiful black baby. So being a daddy's girl, I was spoiled, and he told me. He said, I do the things I do so that when you meet somebody else, if they can't do what I do for you, they're not worth your time. And I guess that's what got me with my ex because I remember a situation where we ended up getting our own trailer and we were living across from his mom and he was working sometimes. I wasn't working because I had quit high school. Ended up finally getting a job at Burger King. That caused me to end up getting into management. And I remember a time when 
We were sitting in that trailer with no lights and no water. Having to get up in the mornings and go to his mom's house to wash and get dressed and get ready for the day. Get water to take back to flush the toilets because once we in the house for the night, this is where we this is how we live. And I remember him telling me, Gina, I'ma fix this. And I'll never let you get, we'll never be in this situation again. And while we were together, he never let us be in that situation again. The bills were paid. The lights were on, the water was on. Even when it got times when, because sometime I decide I ain't want to work. And he was the only one paying the bills. <laughs> And me not being considerate and him doing the things that he was doing. Sometimes the money was funny and the change was strange and the rent would get behind and we would end up having to go to court. And even if we ended up losing that place before we got put out, he would have us situated and settled somewhere else. And it got to the point where he convinced his mom and she bought a trailer so that we could have that so that we could have stability. But like I said, that maybe I should have stayed when I think back, but that's milk spilled and mopped up because the one thing is that I wanted to be happy. And even when I left, I took all of my children with me. I birthed those babies and they later chose to go back to their dad's house for one reason or another. That was their choice because we both were their parents and possession is one, well, nine-tenths of the law. So whoever, wherever they wanted to be, that was their choice. We didn't have to go through court to do it. Just like we didn't have to go through court for child support. He ain't have to give me no money. Long as you make sure that you take care of these kids, that what they need, they get. But if I needed the money, if I had something that needed to be taken care of, it was done because these were our children. This was our, he, I was his children's mother, so he made sure I was good. And even still, he would do it if I needed him. So <laughs> it's crazy how. Life happens. But when I started having problems with my eyes, it was like the same time that when I was working in one of the beauty salons that I was working in. And it was right around, like now, the holidays. I think it was Christmas, actually. I'm almost positive it was Christmas because I quit that job. The week, I think it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, and by New Year's, before New Year's, I had a new job. But the manager of the place where I was working, that I ended up quitting Christmas Eve because 
it was Christmas Eve. It was snowing. And yes, I know it's a beauty salon, but it's Christmas Eve. We've been working all year long. I know bills have to be paid, but it's Christmas Eve and it's snowing and we're expected to get up and come into work just in case somebody wants to get out in the snow and come get their hair done. And I ended up quitting my job because I'm thinking, at some point in time, you have to care enough about your employees to make sure that they're good too. Yes, bills have to be paid, things that, but if I get killed trying to get to this job, because we got to open just in case somebody decides that they want to get their hair done on a snow day of Christmas Eve when we should be at home getting ready and getting with our families and getting things done. Because by Christmas Eve, if it hasn't been made, if it hasn't been made or paid by then, good gracious. So, yep, I ended up quitting that day. And like I said, before the new year came in, I already had a job. Again. And the first thing she said coming in, if it's inclement weather, if the schools are closed, if if they're closing the schools, we're closed. Don't get out there on that road. My thing is, I want to know that I'm important, not just the asset that I bring to the company, but that I'm important as being an asset to the company. If I'm generating revenue for you, if I'm making, I may not be making millions, but if I'm causing a a revenue to be generated for you, show me that you care about me as a person, not just as an employee. And when you tell me that you're in church too, and that I just certain things you just expect from people, but money, 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 money. These name brands and all of this stuff, it, it, lures us away because I need the money in order to get this, but do I, do I need it? Do I need it? Or is it just something I want? I remember having a conversation in the women's empowerment group that I'm in about name brands. And I look at it like this. Everything is now, if I'm at dollar, if I'm at family dollar, well, I don't want to start naming names and somebody be trying to sue me because I'm talking about their product. <laughs> That's why I'm cautious with the names that I do shout out when I do shout out a name. It's a name that I know it's okay to talk about. But if I'm buying clothes at certain places, then I know what to expect. But if I'm growing up and, and out, I ain't going to be in them clothes long because Something is always going on and my weight shows when it's something going on because it's up and down, up and down. So 
why am I going to invest in a name brand that by the time I get it, I've either lost weight or gained weight and can't wear it. (laughs) And I'm just playing this. And that's why as my weight, as I lose weight, I give the clothes that I have away. So I, I, I don't have anything to go back into. Now, I can't say I give everything away because there's certain things that they fit every size that I've been in. <laughs> so <laughs> they're made of a material that just kind of works with whatever weight I'm at at that time. So certain things I do keep because they're the old faithfuls, like the faithful few at church. You have a certain faithful few that you keep in your closet. So I keep a certain a few of them, but for the most part, I clean out the closet. And every time I clean out my closet, God will bless that closet and fill it back up again. Sometimes it's been through the drip, the thrift store. Sometimes it's been through others giving me clothes. Sometimes it's been God blessing me with money. And even though it was for one thing, I <laughs> I end up taking it and using it for something else. But it was an opportunity to to finally be able to just get something for me and do it for me. So I did it anyway. That was the one time that I done been good. I done been a Clarence Rack Diva. So this time, and even still, I'm not going to go but so far out because I like to get a lot for a little bit. So I'm not caught up in a name brand because that name brand is nothing until I buy it and bring it out the store and somebody else see it. Like I tell people, clothes, shoes, all of that hairstyle, that don't make me. I make it because if I don't have the right, if I don't represent the right way, if I don't have the right personality, the right persona, the rock this stuff, it don't matter what it is. It's, it is what it is. But I've worn little clothes from places that I'm thinking, you know, other people are like, oh my God, no, I shop at this place and this place. Well, honey, I I get it how I live. I get it where my money can afford it, wherever that may be and however that may be. So I get it how I live and I put it on and I make it look like it look and either it work or it don't. And I'll know because somebody will tell me, all right, I see you, I see you. Right. So I'm not caught up in that name because it don't make me, I make it. But I had to come in and put, like I said earlier, first things first in one of my episodes and put it in perspective and get it into place because I want to travel through this whole journey and I don't want to get all the way to the end and have to come back. So I'm glad that I realized that I skipped her because she was important. And I need you to know about her. 